Hello and welcome to episode number 69 of the Product Biz Podcast. Today we are talking about the three hottest tips for selling print-on-demand products on Etsy with special guest Michelle Berry. So this is a little bit of a quick tip Wednesday. It's a short episode and our special guest is going to share a lot of great insights in a short amount of time. So you better listen to this one. She is sharing her three biggest tips on getting started with selling print-on-demand products on Etsy, including the best print-on-demand website to use, which actually allows you to customize the branding experience, which is awesome. How to get really unique and scrappy ways to get photos and marketing material of your products to promote them that you might not have thought of because with print-on-demand, you may not have inventory. So she's sharing some super unique tips tips on how to get photos and marketing material, and of course, how you can get started with print-on-demand today. Michelle Berry is a digital artist that specializes in turning her designs into profitable selling products on Etsy using print-on-demand. She has spent countless hours of researching and going through trial and error, has found success, and is now educating other artists on how they can do just the same. So let's bring her on and let's talk all things print-on-demand. All right. Well, welcome, Michelle, to the Product Biz Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited to get to chat. This is going to be such a fun conversation. I know you are an Etsy expert, a print-on-demand expert, so I'm excited to just hear more about your expertise. But before we dive in, share with us a little bit more about you, how you got started with your Etsy shop and print-on-demand. Yeah, sure. So I started like at the heat of COVID when all of that kind of went down and just like everybody else had all this extra time on my hands and needed like some new hobbies to do. And so I, at that time I was remote teaching and then I also had my girls at home and I was just like feeling so burnt out from both of those and needed something creative to do for myself. And so my husband had bought me a iPad for mother's day that year and I love lettering and I love drawing and all things creative. And so I downloaded the Procreate app, which is um, just a digital drawing app that you can just do everything on your own and it can mimic watercolor and acrylic and sketching and all amazing art app. And I started creating my own designs on this app. And I was like, this is kind of a cute design. Like I would like to see this on a mug. And it was driving me crazy because I couldn't figure out the process of how to get my design onto a product because I'm like, okay, well, I don't have the money to buy like these machines to make mugs and shirts and notebooks and all these things at my house. And so that is kind of where I discovered print on demand after a million hours, it feels like of searching on Google. And I finally found it and then kind of just dove into all of it. And here we are like three years later and still loving it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love it. So tell me a little bit more about your Etsy shop and print on demand. So like, what's your style? What do you sell? Um, How's it been going on Etsy? Bring me up to speed there. Yeah. So my Etsy shop is primarily, I started out with like plants because I also went down the rabbit hole of like wanting to have a million plants in my house. So I did a lot of like drawing of different house plants and like little quotes with it because I love to do lettering. And so I kind of did a lot of that. Um, And I mainly sell mugs, shirts, notebooks, ornaments, but I kind of have a hybrid shop. So I have, I'd say 80% print on demand items and the other 20% are handmade things that I do at my house, but I don't need like 
big machines or anything for. So I have kind of a hybrid. And so that has been working really well for me because I feel like there's certain times of the year that my handmade items will sell really well and other times where the print-on-demand ones sell really well. Um, most of my print-on-demand products are personalizable. Did I say that right? Cause, <laughs> you know. Um, and so I'm. those are really good sellers for the holidays. People love getting their grandmother's name or family name on whatever, all these products. Um, yeah. So it's kind of nice to have a balance of both handmade and print-on-demand to kind of um, boost one or the other throughout different times of the year. So it definitely ebbs and flows, I'd say, the whole, all year, over the last three years. It's like such a roller coaster. You never know what you're going to get, but I feel like it's exciting. And I love being able to like do trial and error on different things and see what works. Yeah, I love it. And what are your handmade products? So what do you make? Yeah, so I make uh, copper plant tags for like little labels mm. for people's gardens. So those are really popular. Just, these, I don't know, they just say like mint and cilantro and parsley and they're great. I love those. And then I also sell earring, um, rattan earring holders. Um, mm. So just little earring holders for people to put on their walls. Um, I make those. And then that's my two big handmade sellers that I do. Um and it's funny because those two I had made for myself. And I was like, you know, other people would probably like these products. And then I just put them up and they became like two of my best sellers. So it really is just like trial and error and see yeah. what people respond to and then just go from there. I love it. Love it so much. That's so awesome to hear how you have both a print on demand and some handmade products. So awesome. Yeah. So I do want to dive into a little bit of unprint on demand. So I'm mm -hmm. familiar with print on demand, but if, if someone listening isn't, how would you describe what print on demand is? Man, it is a lifesaver. <laughs> I feel like for, like I said, if you don't have the technical ability to be able to create these products on your own at home, or you don't want to deal with inventory or shipping, like print on demand takes care of all of that for you. So they are your print provider. They're you, they're the in-between between you and the customer. So you create the design and then you put it on a product on their website and they have so many products to choose from. So you're really not limited on what you want to offer in your shop because they have so much. And so you design the product and then they will ship or they'll print the product for you. They'll ship it to your customer. A lot of them have like custom packaging so they can make it more tailored to your brand. Um, so they really are that middle party between you and a customer if you don't have that technical ability to do it yourself. Yeah, I love it. And essentially how it works for a customer is, and correct me if I'm wrong, so they would buy something on Etsy, you designed it, you determined if you want it on a mug, on a sweatshirt, on a t-shirt, mm -hmm. whatever, you put it on Etsy. But when someone buys it, then the print on demand, that middleman is basically going to mm -hmm. print it, fulfill it and send it to them and take care of all yes. of that, right? Yeah, yeah. And I really love that because for me, I get to just focus on the art aspect, which is what I initially wanted to start out with anyways. Like I didn't want to have to be the one printing it and figuring out all of that part of it. Um, and I think that I do a good job of being pretty upfront with customers. Like I'm never going to hide that an item is print on demand. Like I'm really transparent about that because I don't want somebody getting a package and being like, this doesn't look like 
maybe your other product that is handmade, like the packaging mm-hmm. that they would get if I had sent it. So I feel like if you do go the print on demand route, like being really clear and transparent with people, because you can tell a difference in the shipping, at least um, in the packaging. So I think that's a good tip is just to be really transparent with people yeah. about what it is. I love it. And and let's dive into that a little bit more. So print on demand packaging. So essentially, if you're working with this like a middleman, this, this third party mm-hmm. company, um, you necessarily can't control the packaging, right? Like they're right. creating, printing, making mm-hmm. the bug, shipping it. So it's their packaging. But you mentioned that there are some companies where you can do a little bit. So tell me more about that. Cause I haven't heard about that before. Yeah. So there's a couple that only offer it through or like for a few products and I don't typically choose those companies. So my main company that I work with is called print and mint and they have the best custom packaging. There's two options. You can do um, just the free packaging that comes with every product, no matter what. And then there is a deluxe packaging, which is 10%, I believe of the total fee. But the free part is still amazing. You still get to choose like what crinkle colored paper you want. You get to upload your logo and they'll print it on a sticker for the outside of your box. You pick what color twine they color or uh, wrap it up with. And so there's still lots of ways to kind of help or to kind of tailor it towards your colors and your vibe of your shop, which I really love. Um, And then the custom one is, or the deluxe one is still great, but with that extra fee, it might not be great for everybody. But with that one, you can even add in like a little promo card inside of it. And so they do a really good job of offering a lot of different custom packaging, but then also if you're just doing the free version, which I do, I only do the free version, the packaging is still amazing. Like it wow. is very well done and really good quality. So, Oh my gosh, I love that because I'm only yeah. vaguely familiar with Printify and I believe that yeah. one, it's like, it just comes in a box, is what it is. <laughs> yes. Like, you know, it's coming from someone else and I've yep. ordered a couple things yeah. from people, but love to hear. You said it's called Print and Mint. Is that correct? Yeah. Oh yes. my gosh. I love it that you can actually customize the color. It's and if you so want to do that marketing card, I love I it. Know. I know. I truly feel, I love how you said you're transparent with the customers on Etsy, but I do feel like Etsy customers love those additional touches. So it's really the yes. best of both worlds. You're being upfront, totally. letting them know, but there is a little bit of personalization with the branding and things like that. So yeah. best of both yeah. worlds right there. I love it. Totally. And it printed mint prices for their products is a little bit higher than Printify or Printful or wherever else. But I feel like when you step back and look at everything you're getting from Print and Mint, it's well worth the money. Like the product quality, the printing, the customer service, the packaging, everything, when you put it all together, totally justifies the price that I am or telling my customers to pay. Like yeah. it totally justifies that. So um, definitely shop around and kind of get samples from various companies to see what works for you. Um, but I've just found that that company works best for me and what I would like to um, show myself as. Yeah, I love it. Such a good tip. Perfect. Now, the next thing I want to ask you is with print on demand. So like we said, like you don't have inventory, right? You use mm-hmm. a third party. So how do you really like market your products and your shop when you don't have physical products at home from not having inventory in this case? Yeah. So a few things. Um, one way is when a customer does buy one of my products, 
I'll typically ask them if they don't mind sending me some pictures of it. And some pictures aren't great, but some pictures are good. And then I will ask, like, is it okay if I use these on my social media um, just to kind of promote what those products look like in somebody's hands? Um, And oftentimes people will say, yes, they love being tagged in things and featured on your page. And that is great. Um, Another way is I'll try a lot of the print on demand um, mock-up photos aren't great. And again, people can really tell on Etsy when it's just from a print on demand website. So I'll try to make my own mock-up photos. I'll just go onto different websites that have stock photos and try to find ones that look more realistic. And then I'll bring my design into that. Um, But again, those ones are still a little like, you can still tell that these are stock photos. Um, And then usually what I'll do is I'll try to buy samples of my products, which is getting the product and spending the money on it. But I feel like I make up for it because I'll get a sample of a product and I'll take a bunch of my own pictures and videos of it. And then I use that product as giveaways for my social Mm. media so that other people are seeing it. I'm getting engagement on my social media. That product is getting in the eyes of a whole bunch of people who are saying like, oh, that's cute. I want to win that. And then if they don't win, then maybe they're going to go buy it or at least they've clicked on the link to see it. So I feel like those are my main ones as I'm buying my own samples and then I'm asking for people to send in pictures and videos and tagging me in that so that I can kind of repeatedly get that out to my um, to my people on social media. Yeah, I love it. So simple, but so effective. So tell me more when you say you ask customers to send photos or share photos. So mm-hmm. does that mean you're messaging your Etsy customers and asking them or what's your actual process? What do you mean? How do you do that? Yeah, so I'll actually message them on Etsy. Um, typically, so when I get um, an order, after they've gotten the product, I'll usually send them a message just to say like, thanks for your order. I hope you got it. Um, if you don't mind like leaving a review, it really helps. And usually the people that respond to that message are the ones that I will then ask, like, thank you for leaving the review. Like, if you don't mind, I'd love to, for you to send me some pictures. So I try to do the people who engage with me and will kind of um, have a conversation with me because they're more willing or they're the people that are like, we really love this product and or my grandma really loved it. And so they are more willing and more excited to share their photos and their videos with me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll usually do it through the Etsy app unless some people will tag me like on um, Instagram or TikTok or something of their videos, which is even better. Like that's gold. Yeah. Um, so it's a little bit, I mean, it's hard to like reach out and have to ask people. Um, but at the end of the day, like if they say no, they say no. And I'll just move yeah. on to the next one and well, that's okay. Exactly. I love that. And there's something that I do too, which is similar, but a little bit different. I actually like after someone gets an order, I message them on Etsy, but I ask them for a review. So I check in and I say how things Mm -hmm. are going, ask for a review. And maybe that's what you said. My brain is kind of fried. I think that's, (laughs) that's actually what you said, but what I'm thinking is in addition, Uh what we could do is when you're asking for that review, because what I do, here's the difference. I'm like, I know I do something different, but now I'm just repeating what she says. What I do when I reach out for a review is I say, I'll give you a coupon if you leave a review. 
So what mm. I'm thinking with what you said is maybe it's like, hey, thank you so much. Just checking in. How is your order? Is everything as expected? I'd appreciate it so much if you leave a review. I'll give you a 20% off coupon afterwards. And now mm-hmm. you can take it one step further and say, I'd appreciate it so much if you leave me a review. I'd give you a 20% coupon afterwards. Or if you're able to leave a photo with your review, I'll send mm-hmm. you a 30% off coupon. Yeah, so then it's yeah. like that little bit of a carrot. And then if they leave a photo with the review, on Etsy. Cool. It's helping mm-hmm. you there. Now you totally. can put it on social media. Now you can put it on your Etsy photos if it's good enough to put up there. Yeah. So yeah. adding it in that way too. Super cool. But love Yeah, love that's a great that. idea. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of messaging customers on Etsy. I know some mm-hmm. people are like, you know, not fans of it, but I'm like, <laughs> These people Just love supporting small businesses. Yeah, they do. And you're gonna you're gonna get so much great feedback. So I'm excited totally. to hear that you do that too. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. The other question I wanted to ask you because you said there are some stock photo websites. That was one of mm-hmm. your three ways of getting photos. So do you have any ones that you love or any mix of websites that you go to to create stock photos of your print on demand products? Yeah, I mean, the main one I use is Unsplash. That's pretty much the one I use all the cool. time. There's been a couple others, but. I feel like they make the downloading process so tedious that I just don't use them. But Unsplash is super easy. You just find the one you like, click download, and you're done. Cool. Um, and then usually you can bring it either into Canva or I bring it into Procreate, um, which makes it really easy just to drag your design onto it. And then you can kind of fix it up however you need to. Um, so there's a ton out there, but you just kind of see what, yeah, works for you. Yeah. I love it. It's always good to have recommendations of what other people use. Cause like you said, there are a ton. So narrow it down. Like, cool. You got a record (laughs) right here. What's a good one. Yep. Awesome. So (laughs) tell me a little bit more if someone's listening and they're like, cool, this print on demand, like, this sounds awesome. This sounds fun. How can they get started? What do you recommend? Um, well, can I plug my, of course, <laughs> my own thing? Um, Absolutely. Okay. I will say there are so many resources out there, so much out there. And three years ago when I was looking into it, I, like I said, spent so much time trying to filter through all of those resources and figure it out. And that is totally an option to go Google, look in Google print on demand and just go down that rabbit hole and figure it all out. Um, I did make a course called Procreate to Product and it really is taking all of those hours of research that I did and putting it just into one thing. It's very, um, very focused. So if you're not wanting to do print on demand onto Etsy, then it's not going to be the right course for you. But Really, it's just for any digital artist, for Canva, Procreate, Illustrator, any kind of digital art, taking that art, learning how to put it onto a print-on-demand product, how to list it onto Etsy, how to go through that entire process from beginning to end, because it is a lot at the beginning to figure out how to do the whole thing. And so um, obviously, I'm going to plug that away because I think it's great. But I mean, there really are, there's so many great print on demand, um, YouTube channels and Instagram and websites that you can do. And even if you just go to printedmint.com and you just start looking at their different resources and their products, like you can figure it out on your own. It'll just take some time and um, some trial and error, figuring out what companies you want to work with. Um, Like we were saying, there's a lot of other print on demand companies that you could work with and that you might enjoy more than mine. Um, but a lot of that is going to be trial and error, just figuring out who has good print quality, who has good customer service, 
um, and then figuring out how to put those listings onto Etsy and how to market a print on demand item because it is tricky at times. Yeah, hundred percent. And I'm such a big fan of like, if you're serious about something, if you have an idea and you really want to bring it to life, like learn from someone who's done it, because like you totally. said, sure, there's a ton of free resources, mm-hmm. but you alluded <laughs> to all the trial and error that comes with it, that it's like you yeah. either can sign up and learn from an expert or spend your own time trying to figure it out. So love totally. that you shared that. Where can people learn more about the course that you do offer? Yeah. So my website is fiddlesandfern.com. Cool. And up at the top, there'll just be a link that says courses. Um, I have another course too. It's a free course. That's the top 10 on-demand companies. And it kind of goes through the pros and cons of each one. So if you would like to see more of an overview of a bunch of different companies and see like what their specialties are in terms of um, what products they offer and such, then that's a good course also to start with is just to kind of get your feet wet and figure out like what companies there are. Um, that's a good one too. That's I both love on it. There. Cool. Yeah. And I'll make sure to link that in the show notes as well. So yeah. one thing, one final question that I want to ask you, cause mm-hmm. I love how we talked about procreate. We talked about print on demand. We talked about um, these different options for stock photos, these different tools. Now that's all with getting, you know, started and getting set up. Mm-hmm. Do you have any tips on Etsy that have been like game changer for you to get your products actually found on Etsy or to help generate sales? Any advice you would give to the person listening who's on Etsy and like, what can I do to to elevate this even further? What would you say? Yeah, I think spending some good time on your Etsy listings and the SEO for those. um, Sometimes I'll just throw up a listing and it performs terribly until you really go in and dive into like, what are the keywords that are showing up for my listing and spending time on the titles and the tags and the description, like those three areas are so important. So I think once you decide that that's the route you're going to go on, spend some time researching, do some YouTube videos, whatever you need to do to really learn about, okay, how to best get my SEO up for my shop and my listings, because that's really how you're going to get seen um, is to make sure that those spots on your listing are ready to go. Yes. <laughs> Love it. Always the emphasis on SEO and titles and yep. tags. Just to reemphasize the importance. Yep. Absolutely. Love it. Cool. Cool. <laughs> well, I thank you so much, Michelle. I would love for you just to share your Instagram where people can find you. Share with us the link one more time for your courses <laughs> for everyone who's listening. Yeah. So everything is just at Fiddles and Fern. Um, fiddles like the fiddly fig plant and then fern like the fern plant too. So that's my website, Instagram, Facebook, everything is at Fiddles and Fern. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Michelle, for sharing your expertise, your story, um, your tips on print on demand. And it's been a pleasure having you a guest on the Product Based Podcast. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I want to exclusively invite you to my free training happening on Monday, May 20th at 11 o'clock a.m. Pacific, where you will learn how to create a thriving handmade business without relying on markets. Now, if you're like most small business owners that I work with, chances are when you're at a market selling in person, talking to a customer, and that customer has a chance to see, touch, feel, smell, try your product and ask you questions, then the sales come somewhat easy. 
However, when it comes to creating that type of online sales and that online environment, when customers are finding your products and purchasing your products and having that come easy, it may be a totally different story, which is exactly why I'm hosting this free training that you can register for at monicalittlecoaching.com slash live. You're going to learn how to actually stand out in a saturated online space so you can connect with online shoppers over your competitors to actually get more online sales and carve out a space for you on the internet. That is what we're going to be talking about in this free training on how to create a thriving handmade business without relying on markets. I hope to see you there on May 20th at 11 o'clock a.m. Pacific. This is a one-time free live event. You better get you over to monicalittlecoaching.com slash live so you can register and get the details and I can't wait to see you there.